This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I do want to ask you, because I've been thinking about this this week. So you mentioned, obviously, the Vikings weapons. I think anyone who watches football knows about the Vikings weapons. The Packers did a pretty nice job. Look, the Miami got their explosive plays. They have Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddle. They're going to get their explosive plays. Justin Jefferson, he's going to get his. But I think the Packers actually did a really nice job after the first quarter limiting what those two receivers were able to do in Miami. Do we want to see the same plan, if you will, scheme deployed against a Vikings offense with a Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, those same kind of of game planning needs to happen. You know, at this point, obviously, Eric Stokes isn't playing and everything looks a little bit different now. But Jair, you know, I, I wanted to actually talk about this on the show. So I'm glad that you brought this up. He's tied for his he had five interceptions his entire career before this season. And now he's leading the team with five picks. And most of them are coming in the fourth quarter to close out games. So I think that, you know, this is a defense that's starting to kind of build some of its swagger back. And we talked about before the Dolphins game that this was a team that could completely turn things around and capitalize in seconds. And the fact that the Packers defense was able to hang in there and make plays when they really needed to, I think that's what you need to see in the cold and get Kirk Cousins rattled because I think the Packers only had one sack in week one and it was Rashawn Gary of all people. Of so, course. you know, yes. Yeah. I think just a repeat performance from the Packers in terms of what they're able to do against Miami, not to say I expect there to be three picks, et cetera, but I just think the way that they were able to stay really stout up front, stop the run, make Miami one dimensional, right? Like let's limit Dalvin cook, make Kirk throw the ball. Kirk can throw the ball, right? He, he can pick apart his own and he has Justin Jefferson. He's going to lob it up to Justin, no matter who's on him. So the secondary is going to get, it's, it's going to have its moments, that may not look pretty, but it's just about limiting everything and hopefully getting the ball back to the offense to score points. I think that this team, I just think that with what they're playing for, it gives them a little bit more juice. And given the commonality of opponent and the ability to like self-scout, I know that they've been watching film together a lot more um, the last couple of weeks, like, you know, that they're putting on tape, the tape from week one and they're going to say, we're not letting this happen again. Um, another huge difference. Packers have a, a returner. I know yeah. Casey, Casey Nixon didn't practice today, but they now have a legit special teams threat that they did not have week one. And so obviously you hope that Nixon is, is okay for the game, but you know, you get the ball in his hands and maybe Packers get nice field position to start off a couple of drives. And it completely also changes everything from week one. And this Vikings team is such an enigma to me. And I know I've made the comparison before with the 2019 Packers where they just hung on in a lot of really close games. And you could have like basically flipped a coin where they either won or lost and either outcome wouldn't have surprised you. And I feel like that's this Vikings team in a nutshell, you know, their losses have been pretty significant losses, um, to the Eagles, they lost, you know, seven to twenty-four. They lost to the Cowboys forty to three, um, to the Lions thirty-four to twenty-three. But their only victory over one score was, of course, the Packers in Week One when they won by multiple scores. But every other game this season, they're winning 
either in overtime by a field goal or they're winning by one score. So you could argue that this is a team that, you know, obviously you have to be pretty good to to make some of these comments, comebacks that they have, like we saw against the Colts. But there's, I don't want to say any team gets lucky. It's a week to week league. Every team can win any game, but there's just something about this Vikings team that I, I haven't bought into yet. As far as being like a true genuine playoff contender, like you would say, maybe the Eagles are at this point or even the Cowboys. Well, Vegas agrees with you. Vegas does <laughs> not like the Vikings, and I'm pretty sure that they're underdogs coming into this game at Lambeau by three and a half points last time I checked. So kind of wild to see a 12-3 and three team. Yes, they're away, sure, but they're underdogs by Vegas' standards against a 7-8 and eight team who's fighting for a playoff spot, and I just think that says a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. So... Lots to look for, obviously, going into Sunday. Any other thoughts that you have, you know, before? My thought is that I don't like that it's a 325 Central game because those aren't fun. I think it it would have been more fun in a primetime matchup, but... I was surprised they didn't flex it out, actually. I definitely do. This is a big one, obviously, division game. And, you know, Packers put on a show last week in Miami, so... But... I think this is going to be a good one. I think this, I don't know why I have a feeling this might be one for the ages. I hope I'm not wrong, but it's just got a, it's got a feeling to it, right? Um, Packers finally get back to 500. It's a little bit of a revenge game. Um, They just need to play clean football. I think they can very much beat the Vikings, especially at home at Lambeau with like the crowd on their side, as long as they hold on to the football. Yeah, absolutely. And so much we talked, you know, pre-show that the Packers were maybe going to get back into that one, but it was too little too late and they had started making adjustments, but it just the fourth quarter got away from them. So much of that game I remember talking about with you on the recap show, just saying like, these are things that never happen. And like five of those circumstances happened for this team in that game. And it's not an excuse, you know, things happen. You you have yeah. to be able to recover, but the Packers uncharacteristic turnovers, you know, losing fumbles, so many things that we've seen them clean up in the the latter half of the season that it just feels like a completely different Packers team that we're going to see on Sunday. I completely, completely agree with you. And they have two new weapons, quite frankly, that they didn't have in week one. And they, those cannot be understated because it's not just any two weapons. Like Christian Watson is commanding major, major attention these days, double, triple defenders, especially in the red zone. And, how many times do we think the announcers are going to mention the the dropped pass in week one? Like how many times do you think, and you know, that's going to be on his mind. So I just think that this is going to be a really, really, really fun game. Yeah. I think it's definitely enough where you don't want to make it a drinking game, but obviously <laughs> the Packers need to take care of business on Sunday to have any shot really at the postseason. I know there's ways that they t- could technically lose and still sneak in, but it's not the point. Get it done. Win on Sunday against the Vikings. And then I think for sure that Packers-Lions game will get flexed to the night spot in Week 18. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 